Hi, this is Bobby Ryan of the Detroit Red Wings, and you are listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mack, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 80 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Schultz. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. How was your Memorial Day weekend? It was good, man. I got to go down to the beach and experience some great beach weather. It was 54 degrees and pouring rain the entire time, so <laughs> um, glad I drove three hours each way for that but no it was nice it was good to get out of the house regardless of where I was you know with me working from home I just I needed to get out like I needed to not be in the same place that is my home living room and office you know 24 7 so no I can totally relate I'm sure you uh made up for the weather with beverages but we'll get into that a little later and I'm going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host Mac Vogel how we doing Doing well. Nick, did you guys just like drive, basically drive to a beach house to do a bunch of puzzles then? I'm guessing. Like, what did you guys do in the. In we the... actually, I mean, I went down on Thursday with my parents and just worked. Um, I had like a half day Friday anyway. So I just ah, like okay. worked from um, my parents' condo on Friday. But uh, yeah, then like we had some good weather on Thursday and Friday, but then Saturday and Sunday, it was just miserable like we went to one bar uh, me and my girlfriend and then two of our friends that were also down there and it was just pouring the entire time but yeah well i had a a pretty nice weekend mostly thanks to me and my roommate just got a grill and uh saw that we yeah we've been looking for a grill on like facebook marketplace for a little while and then um out of nowhere my buddy was at like a work meeting and uh, he just casually mentioned that like me and him were looking for a grill and his boss was like, Oh, like my husband just got a brand fucking new one. Do you want, do you want the old one? And we were like, yeah. And it's not like, it's no, like yeah. <laughs> no shabby grill. It's um, it's a Genesis silver, like Weber grill, like gas grill with like the open and closed tank and everything. Um, and it was just free. So all we had to do was buy the tank. And uh, as I'm sure you all can uh, expect, I think we've had it for like 72 hours and we've literally used it like five times we've used <laughs> it every day, including one, one drunken, uh, like one forty-five a.m. grill <laughs> sesh. Those are the best. Yeah. But it's- no, it's been nice. I, I, I seriously doubt I'm going to use my stove for like the rest of the summer. That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty pretty shit weather over the weekend. Quite disappointed. We had some plans to perhaps, you know, like go out on the water, do something kind of summery, but uh, that got nixed. So, you know, we're back. Uh, of course, it's nice today and like 75 and sunny. That's just how the world works. Uh, but we have a lot to catch up on. As you guys know, we only did one episode last week, just complications with scheduling and uh, Memorial Day and all that. So uh, we're back. And we have a lot to cover, so I'm going to toss it across the screen to Nick to talk about the league news. Well, I think before we do that, I just want to, you know, and Harry, I think you can back me up on this one. Even though I did have horrible weather down the ocean this weekend with all the <laughs> Uncle Donnie's and Aunt Bonnie's from Merlin. Oh, my <laughs> God. They were everywhere this weekend. <laughs> everywhere. Um I was warm the entire time because I wore my brackish life gear. There you go. 
I, I can't believe I almost forgot that. So let's take a minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up on the waters and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay Apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh, Brackish Life. Brackish Life has also teamed up with Rink to Reef Chesapeake Bay to preserve the area many of us call home. Rink to Reef repurposes broken hockey sticks into oyster restoration habitats. Brackish Life donates a portion of their proceeds to Rink to Reef to further preserve the beautiful Chesapeake Bay area. Support this great cause by checking out www.brackish.life today. I actually did wear mine yesterday to a cookout and it was hot, but they got that UV protection as listed in the ad read. It's perfect. Great summer shirt. Can't recommend it enough. Uh, Nick, I'll let you take over for the news. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the great one, Wayne Gretzky, is going to leave his job with the Oilers because why would you not want to get out of Edmonton right now? And as we expected, he's going to be a lead analyst on TNT's studio show beginning next season, according to Turner Sports. So it's pretty exciting. I mean, anytime you can get the great one in the spotlight and anytime you can get the greatest athlete out of your sport to participate in furthering the development of your sport, I think it's great. Yeah, I think this is big just to have a guy like him not being in a behind-the-scenes role like we've seen him so often. Like, I mean, even before he was with the Oilers, as a coach for, like, the Coyotes, you still don't get to, like, see him and hear him a lot. You know what I mean? Like, he's not really, like, talking a whole bunch. But this will be good to have him, like, weighing in on, like, what everybody in the league currently is doing and stuff. And, like, no offense to, like – Edzo or Keith Jones or Mike Babcock now, but like, you know, that versus 90 credibility, credibility. Yeah. yeah, It's it's a little bit different there. Yeah. I don't think you can get any more credible than that. So he'll be great in the media role. He's he's got, he's got a good uh, charismatic ace trait to him. I don't, yeah, I think I used that right. I, I don't think this. I'm ready for you to start like throwing words at me. I had like a three, four day weekend. <laughs> I'm going to need like a couple more days to like get up to speed before that happens. Yeah, he's very charismatic. He'll be there we go. Uh, Washington Capitals general manager Brian McClellan said the club could trade forward Evgeny Kuznetsov this offseason if it finds the right deal. Uh, as we all know, Kuzi has been the subject of trade rumors. I would say like 90% spurred on by us in this podcast over like the last four weeks, but uh, he basically ended up saying that I'll trade anyone if the deal is right, that isn't named Backstrom or Ovechkin. So uh, pretty much just reaffirming what everyone already understood in my opinion. But uh, speaking of another trade or not trade rumor, Connor McDavid, let's just get this out of the way now is not being traded out of Edmonton. He has made that abundantly clear and, of course, as soon as the Oilers blow it in the playoffs, everyone starts with the McDavid trade rumors. He's not going anywhere. He was quoted as saying, you know, when someone asked him if he wanted to leave, he's like, that's not the case at all. We have a great core. Uh, so I wouldn't anticipate him going anywhere else anytime soon. Lies. Yep. The, <laughs> not going anywhere. the NHL commissioner, Gary Bettman, said he is upholding Nazem Kadri's eight-game suspension. So Kadri, I guess, now can appeal the suspension to a neutral arbitrator who will have the final say. Uh, But to be honest with you guys, I think by the time this goes through another appeal, they might be done with the eight games. So, 
Yeah, he serves his fourth game tonight, so you're already halfway done. And uh, is that really his fourth game already? Tonight, I, tonight will be. I don't think they play tonight. I think they play tomorrow. Oddly is enough, it? yeah, they have like two days off. But yeah, either way, that's dumb. Um, great job, NHL, by the way, for scheduling a seven and seven thirty game on Memorial Day. You did an excellent job on that. That's what everybody wanted to see. Yep. Um, yeah. And they were both they were both really exciting games, honestly. Yeah, yeah it, was, it was great that you could watch both at the same time. Uh, you know, that was perfect. They lined it up. The intermission perfect. thing worked out nicely. Yeah, yeah. gotta love that. Uh, Seth Jones informed the Columbus Blue Jackets that he won't sign an extension with the club once he's eligible. This is from Elliot Friedman. Friedman added that Jones could always change his mind, but it appears he wants to test the open market. He's a UFA for the first time in his career following this past season. Why would you not want to get out of Columbus when you could? Yeah, that's honestly funny. And also, like, of course, <laughs> I'm going to get paid by someone. Don't know who. I don't really... You know how usually when we talk about like uh, free agent rumors or trade rumors, I have a jersey that some guy fits in that comes to mind. It's like totally random. I don't have that with Seth Jones. I have no idea where he would actually go. At this point, I'm just going to assume it's like the Bruins until it's not. I was going to say Philly. It's just going to be like one of those teams that it's like, oh, really? You're getting him? Great. It's going to be in the East, though. Just Of course. Yeah. Where else would it be? Um. And just before we get into recapping all the playoff series and everything, we just want to remind everyone and keep you up to speed that the brackets are set for this next round. Um, the third round. The third round. The winner of the Avs and Golden Knights will play the winner of the Habs and the Jets, and the winners of the Islanders and Bruins will play the winner of Tampa and Carolina. So we do sort of know who will be playing who, or at least what corner will be playing what corner. Correct. We just don't know like who's home and away. Right. I think I, so. Yeah. This could turn out to be a final four. That's so boring. <laughs> yeah. Like we, we got to be careful here. <laughs> yeah. Cause you get abs Vegas, which is like everyone's so amped for this series. Although game one was a little bit of a slaughter, but I would imagine that, you know, there would be some type of response going forward. It'll there. even out. I think. Yeah. But, Whoever wins that is going to play the Habs or the Jets. And I'm like, no offense to them, but like, no. Whoever comes out of the North is just fucked. Toast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we, it, it, it was well, Habs, Jets, just like we all predicted, right? So, well, right. then the other time, on the other side, you have Tampa and Carolina. It's like, nobody wants either of those teams to win the cup right now. Like, nobody wants that. But I nobody would, wants the Bruins either. No, <laughs> I, would, I would rather have. The, the bolts or the canes win instead of the aisles or the bruins i just I can't at this point that. i think i gotta be all in on the habs really yeah you can go, I, time for carrie price to go get his cup i think jets habs is gonna be a wild series but I no idea what to predict i know we game. joked about that being the most boring series with rick but like i actually think it'll be sick too i Carey do too price versus connor hellbuck yeah yeah, you can, there's, there's always some type of storyline that you can follow, but um, I just feel like we don't get like, I feel like in the nineties and early two thousands, you got all these big, like marquee goalie versus goalie matchups, you know, never get that. Now, yeah. Right. You don't get that anymore. Right. Um, let's recap the round one series and then we'll get you guys up to date on what's going on for round two and what we think is going to happen in the North division. Yeah, absolutely. So let's start with the Preds and the Cane. This is going back to when this was still a thing. Uh, the Canes take a pivotal game five after being down two nothing in that game, I believe. 
mm-hmm. uh, and then ended up winning it in overtime on Jordan Stahl's rebound goal. So um, Jordan Stahl still making an impact. And Eric had, Stahl, really, like where did this come from? Jordan had a great round one. I think he had like four goals. Yeah. Uh, and Yeah, and then the Canes take it home in game six. Um, Aho gets it done in overtime. Just a ton of overtime games in this series. Yeah, that this was a really fun series, honestly. It yeah. was one of my favorites from the first round. And ironically, it's sort of the one that I was writing off at the beginning. Like, I'm probably not going to pay attention to this one as like much as like, you know, some of the ones in the east or in the north. Totally. I'm sad it, about the way it ended, but uh, the better team won. Yeah. So as we know, the Canes are moving on to play the Bolts, which has already started. But uh, continuing with wrapping up with round one, I think you know, we need to talk about this. It happened last night. It's fresh in our minds. How the hell did we get here? The Leafs are up three to one. They're up three to one again. And the Habs are moving on. So I don't know what to say about the Toronto Maple Leafs at this point. All I will say is this. I feel your pain, Leaf fans. And before everyone starts coming at me with, oh, the Caps just won the cup and you don't know what you're talking about. And, you know, they haven't won the cup since 67. The Caps went through this exact same thing. They had like four playoff series in a row that they were up three to one and then ended up blowing. And it was sort of like exacerbated by that series they had against the Canadians where they were up three to one and then just blew it. And laid over and laid in or rolled over and laid an egg in game seven. And that's what I saw last night. It's just, it's, it's so similar. I had a couple of buddies over to watch the game and they were similar to what you're saying. They were saying to me like, dude, you're a Caps fan. Like, don't you have some kind of empathy for like a team that has so much like playoff woes? And I was like, I know I should, but I, I'm but I, don't. I just think it's really funny. Uh, during the handshake line, I felt a little bad. I was like, yeah. This is a little bit of a bummer. I, I, I do feel for them, but it, it's also kind of funny. You got to admit. Oh, it's funny. It just sucks. I can't believe I picked these guys to win the Stanley Cup. That that Of course, that's just the way things are going recently. I mean, you know, between the Oilers losing me half my savings and then the Leafs just making me look like an idiot, Canada's really doing me well uh, for round one. But it's just such a typical Canadians way to win. Like the second, the first period ended and it was zero zero. I was like, they're fucked. Like there's no way the Leafs are going to win this game. It's just not going to happen because it was exactly what it looked like in the bubble uh, qualifiers. When we played the Habs is carry price is going to make every timely save. And then, you know, God bless Jack Campbell. He played relatively well this series, but that Gallagher goal was a little bit of a softy. I think we can all admit that. I'm sure nerves played a role, but once that happened, I was like, they're not going to be priced. There's no way. I think he even admitted that. I mean, did you see his post-game interview? I did. He said it was like one of the worst goals he's given up in his career or something. It wasn't great. Um, Just a five-hole shot off the wing, no deflection, no screen. Uh, And then, of course, Corey Perry, a guy that nobody wanted to sign in the offseason, but the Habs took a chance on, scores the insurance marker to go up 2 nothing in front of the net, per usual, like – you know, you can't. I, believe I saw a stat that said Corey Perry had more goals in this series than Matthews and Marner combined. 
Yeah, because they had one goal combined. Yeah, and I Which, think Perry had three or something like that or two at least. Yeah, and yeah. I feel like that's something that we need to talk about because how do you have $40 million invested in, or what is it? It's like 24 between those two. Something of that nature. Yeah. And well, the, the bigger problem too is obviously they lose Johnny T in the first game. And then it's like everybody's being like, guys, don't worry. Austin Matthews is our guy. I know Tavares is our captain, but Austin Matthews is our guy. He's He's more than enough to step up and, and fill in for, you know, what we miss with Johnny T being out of the lineup. And then he just didn't do that at all. Yeah. So I, Marner's on blast on blast. I think he's got to be the first piece that, that you look at immediately and you're like, what can, what can I get for him? Like, well, really? yeah. Cause it, it gets interesting. Cause you know, most people probably thought that was Nylander at the start of the year. He had an unreal series. He, he was their best. Eight. Best yeah. player all series long. He's the only reason down. they were even like in that yeah. series, to be honest. Yeah, he had, I think, five or six goals. I mean, he, he was the only one scoring, really. And he and was even, doing that without Tavares. And even last night, he was. it seemed like he was the only one with any sort of jump in his step. I mean, you could tell towards the end of the game that Matthews really started to, you know, ramp it up. But I thought Marner was like, it just seemed like he was panicking, which is very weird for him. So they kept showing Marner on the bench and he looked so like triggered. He was yeah. just over there like, Oh no, we're gonna or just like, even up. like when he was in the, like the ozone, you know, in, you know, they would be the, on like the power player. They just have like really good zone time for like 20 or 30 seconds. And he's making a pass when he should have shot or vice versa. It just didn't seem like he was there last night. There was also one play where like Matthews was coming down on a two on one with somebody. And I was like, I wanted him to pass the puck so badly. I know the play and, you're talking about. And he decided to shoot it, which, okay, I get it. Especially when you're down, it's like, we got to get pucks the net. He just missed the net. Didn't deflect off anything. You have to hit the net. The net. Yeah. So if you're going to miss the net at that point, at least try the pass and don't get a shot on goal. Right. You know what I mean? Like Jesus yeah. Christ. Or at least just throw a muffin off of his pads for a rebound or something, you know, just anything. Well, and it makes you think, given the the way the series went, once they had Caulfield and Suzuki and Kakiyami all in the lineup, what would have happened if they were playing from the get-go? I mean, who knows? You know, I mean, they took it seven. Maybe the Habs even take it in six if they start those guys. But uh, they got a really quick turnaround. They got game one against the Jets tomorrow, uh, June 2nd. So they're going to be playing like, you know, let's assume that series goes seven. That'll be like 14 games in like 28 days. I mean, that's crazy. Whereas the Jets have been twiddling their fingers ever since uh, they bounced the Oilers. Right. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, the Leafs just completely fucking imploded. And it's kind of funny to see on Twitter. I really do feel bad for Joe Thornton more than anybody, I think. And Rick. And yes, and Rick. Oh, my God, dude. His his story was so funny. Did you see him on the balcony where he grabbed the chair? He's like, I'm going to chalk a hockey out here. And I'm like, what the fuck? And then he's just, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. That was so yeah. funny. Did Le- you see the, Um, I was going to say, speaking of like Leafs Twitter and Habs Twitter, did you see the reactions from like outside of, you know, Scotiabank Arena and uh, the Bell Center last night? I saw the ones from outside the Bell Center. I didn't see the Scotia ones. I would like to, though. There was like a couple people that were just like walking out of the game and just like took their jersey off and like hung it on the statue and just left it there. They just went home. Dude, that's when you know, like poor guys. I don't know. I I also, you know, who knows what's going to happen with coaching going forward um i think dubis has done a really good job your gm can only do so much he's he's built a pretty good team there i would say so 
I don't know. We'll see. I, I think Marner or Morgan Riley might be the first two that you look at and say. Well, and losing Muzzin on the back end last night certainly didn't help them, yeah. but it shouldn't have sunk a team like that. So Right. Yeah. Yep. And of course, by the way, in typical Leafs fashion, Montreal doesn't score a power play goal like the entire series. And then the one power play they get yesterday in the game, Corey Perry's in front of the net to score a power play goal. So. Did you see the uh, the stop that Price had on Nylander? It was a right pad stop. Yeah. Um, I think the sick. Leafs were on the power play too. It was just like – And he was digging around in the crease for it there. Oh, he got, my He got God. like two or three opportunities all yeah. at once, and Price was like, no, nah, just slammed the door. Yeah. They needed the crease monkey at that moment, but uh... – Yep. Yeah, yeah. yes, Mac, sir. Well, he was in there, it. though. He was in there, though. Like, he was doing what he should have been doing, and Price was just like, no, nah, dude, fuck you. I'm Carey Price. Yeah. True crease monkeys make it happen, but yeah. Um, Fair enough. I think we've beaten down the, the Leafs enough. That really was uh, depressing to watch, but uh, you want to move on to the Sunshine State? Yeah. Go Habs, go. <laughs> I give you credit, Mac. You called it. I, I was I wrote I wrote the Habs off completely. It is kind of, one more thing before we move on. It is kind of funny that the Montreal Canadiens are once again into the like next round of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, so what annoying. are they doing here? Just have no business. They being should there. have packed yeah. ship. A while. I mean, know we've talked about this and everything, yeah. but it's just it's funny. Uh, yeah, going back to the battle of the Sunshine State. Great effort by the Cats, but you know, ultimately that's. You're, it's a matchup you're always going to lose against Tampa. Um, I thought Spencer Knight was incredible. I would say hands down the MVP for the Cats. Maybe you could say Huberdo, but you almost uh, wonder what would happen if they started Knight every single from game, game one. Yeah, yep. yep, that's exactly what people were saying. I think they solved their goaltending controversy. Now they just have to, you know, figure out who's number two. Uh, yeah, and shed a seven million dollar, seventy million dollar deal with Bob. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's gonna be interesting. Yeah, um, I Seattle think that's... Kraken. How would you like Sergey Bobrovsky, <laughs> Officer Sergey Bobrovsky? Um, anything else about the Cats Bolt series, or do we want to move on to uh, the kind of hard to talk about that one just because the the Lightning already have Game One under their belt against the Canes, but right. Damn coast looks good. That's all I'll say. Yeah. Continuing with wrapping up the first round, we move into the Pittsburgh Penguins versus the New York Islanders. Harry, how are we doing? Uh, we've had some time to let it marinate. So not as not as angry as maybe if we had a live reaction. I was fully, fully anticipating a loss in game six after the game five OT loss. I know I said that on the last episode. Uh, just a complete... <laughs> Uh, meltdown for lack of a better term from from Tristan Jari in that game six I mean he looked absolutely horrible um, so yeah it's disappointing um, the Islanders are good I you know people write them off all the time but we even saw it last night with their game against the Bruins with a, a really clutch OT win uh, they, they just hang in every game they're never out of a game they hang around and if they get the lead it's really hard to score on them but Tristan Jari just completely fell apart. I don't think there will be any major uh, changes, aka like trading Malkin or Latang, which is fine to me. Um, but I, I do think that they will try and go after a veteran goalie just to kind of have a one A one B punch. I don't think they're gonna, you know, let Jari go. He played pretty well for what compared to what I thought we were gonna get after opening night. 
Um, so, yeah, I can't be too mad, but I can't believe I'm saying this. I, I think the better team won. I not Maybe not on paper, but just the way they play is just they're so stingy. So it sucks. Um, that was my really PC way of saying I'm really fucking mad about it. So, yeah. Okay. I uh, My reactions were uh, a little bit different. Um, I think what where I'll start is that was pretty much a neck and neck series. That was anyone's game until game five. And after game five, going into game six, I saw the Penguins implode as a mm-hmm. hockey team in that game. And that's something that I've never seen before, not in an elimination game like that. Like I've seen them roll over and turtle in regular season games before, but right. not like that. So that was weird. Yeah, I think, um, I don't know, the Islanders, we've seen it the last couple of years with, with Trotz's system. It's a, it's a tough team to beat on any given night. Trotz is a, team, is a guy that knows how to win with whatever team he's got in front of him. Um, and it's just one of those things that just – it's kind of tough. I like this note that you put in, though, about Pelican Pollock. That's kind of funny. Oh, what did I uh, – Pelican – oh, Yeah. So Pelican Pollock sound like a, a barbecue place you'd find in some like small quote unquote historic city in America, like somewhere in like, you know, fucking Western, Western Maryland. That's like, no one knows the name of. He's uh, just like, it's just, just like a like, counter. Yeah. yeah. Is your yeah. brain just subconsciously saying that? Cause Pollock sounds like pulled pork or something like that. I Probably. think you might be right, but think of it. You go up to a barbecue place like, Oh, Pelican Pollock. Like, yeah. Like it just kind of rings, um, has no real bearing on this series. The last thing I'll say, I am mad. I, I'm almost like not mad because in game six, we scored the first goal and then we went up 2-1 and then we were tied 3-3 and like the boys showed up like they they really did. I, I give them credit, but Jari just let the balloon pop. I mean, it, it completely fell apart after the fourth and fifth goal. I think they the Islanders went up 4-3. And at that moment, you knew. And then 30 seconds later, bam, again. So the team showed up. Jory played like shit. But I'm I'm not that mad at him, honestly. I mean, it's his first postseason. I kind of really knew we weren't going to go all the way with him. I tried to convince myself of it. But Do you honestly think that there will be a uh, reunion between Marc-Andre Fleury and the Pittsburgh Penguins? I do. And so does Elliot Friedman. It would be so <laughs> typical. It yeah. would be. I don't really know what else to do, though. Like, they're not – like I said, they're not going to trade the Tang or Malk, and I, I really don't believe that. I, I don't think they're going to fire Sullivan. So what's – what do you do? Like, you What's Flurry's to- deal look like in Vegas right now? Does anybody know off the top of their head? Nope. I, I think he might have, like, one year left after this year. I Don't quote me on that, but um, I don't know. Well, speaking of Flurry, I think we can uh, move on to the, the Knights Wild series. Yeah, so the Wild ended up forcing a seventh game with a dominating game six win, blanking the Knights three to zip. Uh, and then the Knights just turn it around and steamroll them in game seven. Uh, Matthias Yanmark had scored just one goal since being traded to the Knights from the Hawks at the deadline, and he had three in game seven. So that's what you call winning a trade <laughs> right there. Yeah. It's, it's done. It's over. Uh, Nick Haig, Max Pacioretty, and Zach Whitecloud also scored for Vegas. And then Flurry, playing in his eighth career game seven, made 19 saves to earn his 85th playoff victory. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, he's he's four and four in his career in game sevens now. So uh, 
you know, he's going to need to have, well, assuming they start him in game two against the abs, he's going to have to have a big game because the abs are clicking on all cylinders. I was going to say he fucking does that in game seven and then he gets benched for game one, which I'm guessing was just, you know, he's probably tired. Load management. Yeah. But still it's, that's a head scratcher either way. Anyway. I don't think you can load manage against the avalanche. I think I'm not sure that's a thing. I don't think you can load manage in the second round of the Stanley cup playoffs. No, Yeah. I don't know what they were thinking. Right. Exactly. Uh, that basically does it for the round one recaps. I know that's been done for, you know, a couple of days here, but since it's uh, been a couple of days since we recorded, we just wanted to, to recap that. Now we'll get on to round two. So the Islanders and the Bruins game one, David Pasternak just goes off and has himself a night uh, records a hat trick in the win over the Islanders McAvoy and Taylor Hall also scored and Bergeron had a pair of assists for the bees all the big names that you would expect clicking in game one. God, what a hateable team. What a hateable team. Like, seriously, I just – you all those names you just said, as soon as you said each one of them, I pictured their face as you said it, and I was like, I hate that guy. Oh, I hate him too. <laughs> like, all of them, they're just so frustrating. And, like, I guess that means they're doing something right. But, you know, they're I didn't they're even say Martian. I know, but I, I'm just thinking about, like, Taylor Hall and how frustrating that was and – I guess I'm just still salty that the Bruins beat the Caps, but maybe a little bit. That's okay though. Uh, and then last night, game two, the Isles go up three to one and then blow it in the third period. I believe Marshan and Bergeron had both the goals for the Bees in the third period. That place was electric, dude. It's it's, it's death taxes and two more massive playoff goals for thirty-seven <laughs> and sixty-three. It's so annoying. Yeah, but. Uh, that being said, the overtime period, I don't know if you guys got to watch it. The Bruins, in my opinion, kind of dominated the play for the first 10 minutes. And I think with, I think it was like five minutes left in the first OT. Um, I can't remember the defenseman. I think it was a left-hander at the point for the Bruins. I think his stick shattered or he, like the puck had a weird bounce. He tried to go D to D and there was like a crossing forward coming in between. And it literally just caught his skate and sent Sezikis the other way. And then Sezikis iced the game on a breakaway in OT, uh, top shelf, where mom keeps the cookies and Jack Edwards cried himself to sleep last night. So, yeah, uh, such a such a sick goal to just silence that crowd, which, by yes. the way, as he said, was outstanding. That crowd was nuts. Was super exciting to hear on TV and everything. And, and I'm sure it'll be similar, if not louder in Long louder. Island. But oh, yeah, uh, that game three is going to be can't miss stuff. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't think Islanders Bruins would be naturally that good of a matchup. There's not a whole lot of history there, but like it's great. You talk about two diehard fan bases. I'll tell oh, you yeah. that much. It's diehard fan bases. It no offense to anybody listening. It's scumbag scam fan bases, <laughs> sort of. Um, and they, they both are just so physical. I mean, those teams are can beat the living shit out of each other. Yes. So uh, you know, between like Matt Martin. And then you got Marshan mixing things up, Clutterbuck throwing it around. You know, it's a it's a great series. It's real physical. It's good hockey. What's going on with the like the Islanders goaltending situation? Do we have any idea who they're going to start in the next game, or is it just like pick a card, any card at this point? Uh, I think you go with the the guy who just won. Just kinda, yeah, I guess you just stick with Varley until he plays badly again and then go back he, to Sorokin you know he played like, really well last night I, I'll give him credit especially in that overtime period there were a couple yeah. like 
grade A chances and he yeah. shut the door. So that yeah. overtime was so sick. That was one of the best periods of hockey I've watched in a long time. I agree. Yeah. And, and it's true. Boston dominated play for a little while, but there was big pushes by the aisles too. It was kind yeah. of worth especially right off the gate when it started, but no, you're right. That was a very exciting period of overtime. And you could almost just tell like, from first round to second round, there's already that like added, like, holy shit. Like, yeah. Well, even last night, it was just like, whoever got the best chance, Casey Sezegas was going to win the game. Well, and I feel like there's this understanding from both sides that like through the first round, we saw so many crucial overtime victories that that literally you win a seven game series with one goal like yep. that you know and so there was that understanding of okay who who's gonna get this big goal because I, mm-hmm. I seriously said if boston won that game in overtime last night no offense to the islanders it's over it's over in the series they're not built to come back from a 2-0 lead against the bruins they're not and and so that's a huge goal by Sezikis. huge goal so I'll I'll ask you guys this, and then we'll move on to uh, Carolina Tampa. We're two games in; it's knotted up one one. It's basically a best of five now with uh, the Islanders having home ice. Who do you think is going to win that series? That's so hard to pick. It <laughs> it's is. really really hard to pick. I will say this though: that Bruins team is playing some damn good hockey right now. And I was like sitting there last night watching overtime. I'm like, of course, of course, this team who everyone was saying like might not even make it to the playoffs is probably the hottest team in the league right now. I know I'm sitting here wishing somehow the Rangers had, had gotten in instead of them. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that too. And Mark is probably like, give us shit for this, but, but goddamn, Yeah. I, I, I have to agree. I, I think the Bruins will take the series. I will say if the Islanders can get that game three victory, we'll see but I, I expect the Bruins to win the series. I, I truly like want to say I think the Islanders will win, even though it, it's kind of funny because we're all um, – I think you guys picked the Bruins to win and I picked the Islanders to win before the series started. Or no, it was the other way around, right? Hello? Don't remember. <laughs> I can't even remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know we published it. Whatever. I don't know yeah. if we're flip-flopping or not. But um, You asked me over the weekend, so that didn't happen. Yeah, that, disqualifi- <laughs> that disqualifies everything, right? Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Max like, I was grilling at 2 a.m. when right. you asked me. <laughs> right. No. Right. Oh, who's going to win? I don't know. Dude, <laughs> dude, I'm grilling. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I want to pick the Islanders because I feel like they – I feel like they can, like – they got home ice – I feel like they're playing right there with the bees. It's just, I don't know what the goaltending situation is. Like you said, and you know what Rask is going to do in the playoffs. He's got the highest save percentage of all time or some shit crazy like that. So um, I I guess I'll have to, I'm still going to end up picking the bees. I think only reason, the only way I could stay happy about the Bruins like remaining in the postseason is if it results in a Bruins Canadians cup final. Yeah, that would be that would be electric. Yeah, that would be great. Could uh, you imagine if Montreal somehow, some Harry, way, Harry Price, Tuka Rask, right? I'd ship give myself. the people what they yeah. want. That would be awesome. Uh, moving on to the Central Division, we got the Lightning versus the Hurricanes in Game One. Vasilevsky did Vasilevsky things, and what else is new, right? So uh, he looked. Incredible. And then Braden Point scored for the Lightning. And they basically weathered a onslaught 
from Carolina to start the game, but the Bolts end up pulling out the dub 2-1. Goodrow had – Goodrow how, – how do you pronounce it? Goodrow. Goodrow. I said yeah. Goodrow. Uh, Goodrow ended up having – what? I think it was like a five-hole goal that was just like so random from like mm-hmm. the, like below the face-off circle or some shit. Um, Nadelkovich probably kicking himself over that one, but – Canes looked good. They outshot them 38 to 30. I, I think that they played a pretty solid game, but in typical Tampa fashion, you know, they have the best goalie in the league. They have probably the most potent offense in the league and they find a way to win. That's how they beat you, man. It's like, if they're not just going to come out and put six up on you, Braden points going to get this massive goal halfway through the third period. And it's just going to suck the life out of you. Yeah. I don't know what to root for in this series. I don't want either team to win. Same. <laughs> can they, can yeah. they both get eliminated? Right. I'm sensing a lot of hate from Mac in this, uh, <laughs> these Eastern teams. It's kind of funny. I mean, yeah. When you're, when the East is just as tight as it's been for, and, and the Metro yeah. and all that for the last couple of years, it's, it's hard to really like any other teams that aren't your own. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. I, also, I think- I'm like looking at this going, could we i'm this is bad but i'm already sort of looking at this series like who could play who after this yeah like what matchup would i rather have yeah right right so you what you would have the choice of uh tampa carolina or islanders boston i think tampa boston would be pretty sick tampa boston would be good islanders tampa is a rematch from last Last season right that's true actually that would oh you're right a lot of people forget actually yeah I think the Canes – I'm not going to write off the Canes, though. I know I picked the Lightning to win the series, but they they played very well in game one, and I have a feeling they'll somehow sneak out game two and they'll end up taking the series back to Carolina, which has been just a wild born to play at so That's far. That's probably so. a solid value pick for on the money line tonight, I would, I would imagine. Yeah. If you're really ballsy, I would imagine the series price for the Hurricanes while they're down 1-0 is probably it's pretty probably fat true too. too. So – Nick, I know you sent us that ticket uh, that you saw on Instagram yesterday, but that one Habs fan put what, like a hundred bucks in the Habs when they were down three one, and he ended up cashing out like thirty two hundred dollars or something. Nuts. Yeah, it's that's what it's all about. Find those value picks and uh, seeing where they can take you. But uh, you guys got anything else on this series? We've only had one game so far, so a little less to talk about. Yeah, not a whole lot. Um, I fully expect the Bolts to win this one. Oh. So. Okay. All right. Well, moving on to the Canadian division, just like the entire world predicted, the Winnipeg Jets and the Montreal Canadiens. No, the refs did not fix round one like us and Rick said. Uh, the two teams just straight up beat McDavid and Matthews matchup. I know this would probably be a little more hyped up if we had those two, but any initial thoughts? And I'm going to put you all on the spot for predictions as well. Yeah, I mean, we said it before. I'm excited for this goaltending matchup. It's going to be a true test of of what goalie can carry their team a little better. Because to tell you the truth, if you look up and down the lineup of the forward core and the D core for both of these teams, it's not it's not all that impressive. It's really not on paper, at least. But they have both teams have a lot of guys that have been in the league for a little while. I mean, talk about Corey Perry. Talk about Eric Stahl. And then on the other side, we were talking about how how long like Matthew Perot has been in the league, and some of those other like bottom six forwards for the uh, the Jets definitely have some mileage on them too. So I don't know; it's an interesting matchup. I I I kind of don't know what to expect. Um, I'll let Nick give his thoughts before I say my official prediction. I mean, 
it's this marquee goaltending matchup. And then, you, you know, we talked about, you talked about how the decors aren't great. Then you start to look at the forwards and <laughs> the jets have some big bodies up front, you know, Shifley Wheeler, those guys can go in and mix it up. They've got guys like Dubois down the middle, Kyle Connor, like this team can hurt you in a lot of ways. How do you uh, think Patrick Laine is feeling right now? Not great. <laughs> Uh, but I don't know. I mean, you know, with the way that Caulfield and Suzuki and Toffoli have been playing, who knows? So I honestly, this is a coin flip. In Suzuki my opinion, Suzuki looked really good last night against the Leafs. Yeah, I think this has seven written all over it. I think they're just going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. It's weird. I, I, if you asked me, like on paper, who I would pick, I'd probably say the Jets. I just feel like they've they've got some established names who have gone deep in the playoffs before. I mean, in 2018, when they lost to the Knights, uh, when the Caps won the cup, you know, I, I, I thought the Jets had a better team on paper. I think we all did because nobody expected Vegas to do anything that season, but you know, I think that kind of still haunts them. They have some veteran leadership. They got Wheeler, they got Shifley, you know, Morrissey looked really good in the uh, Oilers series. However, I don't know why, I just feel like somehow, some way, the Habs are going to pull this off, and I don't really have any explanation for it. Um, it's the carry price factor, I guess. I mean, I know I, how Hellebuck can steal it too, but I feel like Price. I just saw him literally steal, rip the Leafs' hearts right out of their chest. I might have one explanation for it, and and it it similar to what you're saying about the Vegas Knights and and their first year in the league when they went to the Cup final against the Caps. I think that um this is a team that really thrives off of being the underdog. Um, and they ha- like you said, what they have in common is they have a sick goalie who's been here before, right. And Carey price versus what the Knights had Mark Andre flurry behind them. And you look at that Knights team, it was a bunch of guys that had gotten scooped up from other teams. And they were a bunch of kind of misfits that the teams didn't want. Kind of what the Habs are. Yeah, exactly. Like the Habs have found their way to be a bunch of guys that like kind of found their way into this other lineup that weren't, weren't cutting it for their other team or were on bad teams and got dealt at the deadline or whatever you got to Foley. I mean, obviously he's a world-class player, but this is his first year on a new team. Right. And, and he's been moved around quite a bit in the last couple of years too. So I don't know. I think they have something to prove. I, I heard it on the uh, the game last night. They were saying that when the Canadians came to Toronto to play game seven, they had just packed for Winnipeg because they were like, yeah, we're winning this game. Like, I don't know. They, they have a lot of confidence and some swagger right now. And I kind of like their attitude. One factor I don't think we're also considering is that Winnipeg hasn't played in front of fans all year and the bell center now allows fans. And I don't think to my knowledge, Winnipeg will. So all of a sudden, home ice, yeah, it kind of tilts a little more towards Montreal. And I'll I don't know what, how it's such a shame because the Jets yeah. crowd is is just it's awesome. That white that whiteout crowd they yeah. do is sick. so so electric. I don't know how it works like province by province, but you would kind of hope that Manitoba's not too far behind Quebec. But who knows? I don't know. I I have no idea. But um, all right, predictions. Enough pitter patter. What do you got? I think there's something, you know, there's something about this Habs team. I think they get it done. Habs in what, seven? Yeah. Mac? Habs in seven. Uh, I hate that I want to agree with you guys. I, I feel like I feel like Habs in Habs in six. 
I'll say six just to be a little different. I mean, you know, a game six probably go to like fucking overtime and Carey Price will make like three. Watch the stops. Jets just sweep them again. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like <laughs> we just keep discounting the Jets. I don't Connor know. How about just no, no, no. Right. I don't think right. so. Whoever wins this series, either team. Oh you, God. Your fan base needs to consider this winning the Stanley cup based on how you played this. You've season. gotten as far as you can. Yes. Now good. Yeah, night. Cause they're going to get right. steamrolled by yes. Colorado or Vegas, but yeah. Yeah. And the last series, Colorado versus Vegas. We have Colorado up in this series currently one nothing after a complete shit stomping in game one. Uh, the avalanche erupted for seven goals and ended up beating the Knights seven to one. Uh, Nate McKinnon ended up sl- making the gameplay sliders go all the way slow for the Golden Knights and then turned his up to, you know, 99 rating for speed and just went right by everybody for a gorgeous goal that probably took over the internet and started who's the best player in the world debate all over again, per usual. Uh, why did Laner start? I guess we touched on that load management. This is a head scratcher, in my opinion. You take a guy who looked as good as Flurry did in that seventh game, and you go, okay, you know, thanks for the memories, but we're going to give it to this guy who hasn't seen a game in the postseason yet, you know? It's an unforced error. It's them thinking too hard about the fact that they have two guys, and and Laner technically deserves to be starting, too, because he's, you know, he's a world-class goalie, but... Yeah, they over they overthought this one. It's a classic. Don't fix what ain't broke. Exactly. Leave it alone. Leave it alone. Let Mark Andre Fleury play his game until he can't do that. I know, you know, we talk about load management. I don't. I, Fleury, as far as I've known this guy to be, he wants to play every single night. Like this is a guy who yeah. loves the game so much he'd play all eighty two games if he if he could, you know. So I, I highly doubt that it was him being like, Hey coach, I'm not good to go. Like you got, you know what I mean? Right. Um, that being said, I've been, I've been hard on this Avs team this whole time. I've been the one saying, I don't think the Avs are the real deal. I was the one saying, I think Vegas was going to absolutely stomp the Avs after the Avs had an easy time with the blues and the Knights had a tough series with many. Um <laughs> Did I did I feel like I should reconsider after game <laughs> one? Maybe a little bit, but I'm not ready to uh, to jump that boat just yet. And in fact, I did hammer Vegas to win the series after that game because they're they're currently at plus three fifty to win the series. Oh. Which is you know what, dude? Darn good. Honestly, for a team that finished second in the NHL after the regular season, if you can get them at plus 350 after one game, that's a good – That's like what that. I'm saying. I mean, even if you don't believe it's going to happen, it may be worth, to- worth tossing one unit on, which is all I did. I mean, I, I, yeah. I do think there's a good chance that that I'm wrong here and that the Avs are just going to prove me wrong. And, and I'll tell you what, if they, if they do win this series, I will finally buy into them being the real deal because this Vegas team is a good hockey team and – that's yeah. why I think that they should win, but we'll see what happens. Also, like I know they got shit pumped like seven to one in game one, but it it's still just one win. You know, it's still just one game. So. Yeah, it's it's exactly. exactly. You know, if anything, I would say that almost plays better for Vegas. The fact that they got embarrassed and now they're not going to let that happen the rest of the series. I think that's how I interpret it. Yeah, I think you give now that now that MAF has actually had that rest. I mean, whether whether he should have gotten it or not is besides the point at this point. But yeah, right. now that he has that rest, we'll see what he does in game two. I'm sure he's going to start. I mean, there's no way he's going to go back in after that. 
No, he should. And like you said, they got two days rest in between games where he gets an extra day now. Well, and um, the weird thing too is like since they started later, you would have thought like after the fourth or fifth goal or something, they put Mark in, but it was almost like he was unavailable or something like that. It was almost like they decided like this is straight up maintenance day. Like he'll like be he's not he's not playing. Not playing today. Well, yeah. After five one, I feel like you might as well just let him. That's true. I mean, then I guess what was the point of resting him in the first? No, I I get your reasoning though. Um, Nick, I did not get to watch the game live, but I think maybe you have more on this than I do about the, uh, Ryan Reeves situation. Yeah. So he was tossed and received a match penalty for, and this is the official definition, attempting to injure, uh, abs blue liner, Ryan Graves. And I think they roped Philip Grubauer in there too. So a match penalty for those that don't know, unlike a misconduct means you're tossed and you're indefinitely suspended pending a hearing. Reeves has since had that and has been handed a two game suspension by the NHL. What did you guys think about this? I hated, I hated that play. It was just like, I don't know. It was just unnecessary. Like there was not like Ryan Graves wasn't even doing anything. He, yeah. he literally was just standing there and, and Reeves just took him down. I loved what Evander Kane said about a bigger, bigger punishment would be forcing Reeves to play 20 minutes a night or whatever. <laughs> I really think this is a win for Vegas. Get this clown out of the fucking lineup and focus on playing hockey, you know? Well, it's like you can bring a guy like in like that in to make an impact, but when you're playing probably the most offensively minded team and offensively capable team in the NHL, maybe not the best idea to have someone who's not as fleet of foot out there. Well, that's kind of, I completely agree. That's where I'm going to go with this is, you know, if you're playing the Islanders or the Bruins or, you know, any other heavy team, I mean, teams who have a lot of, a lot of power with Martin Clutterbuck, you know, uh, someone on the Bruins, I'm blanking right now, but like, or like Richie or something like that then you put that guy in, it has a place. You're trying to set the tone, but I don't really think the avalanche they're not built like that. They don't, they're not a heavy team. They're, they're quick, they're fast, they're skilled. And I don't think Reeves really fits in and matching up against that. No, that's a great point. I totally agree with that. It's Uh, just like, it's like the little stuff too. It's like turnovers, you know, they're going to strip them of the puck every chance they get. Right. And I'm usually like kind of, pro enforcer like i i kind of think that there's still a spot in that for the game and setting the tone but this was just kind of uncalled for and i'm a little surprised it was only two to be honest i, I kind of yeah. yeah i thought it was gonna be like four i don't know i mean you look at the cadre thing too it's tough to compare these two things but it, it does feel like you know eight versus two is not how i would compare those two you know right. yeah well i think the only thing with cadre is like if <laughs> It really looked like he was going to decapitate the poor guy. I mean, yeah, you know, full speed and all that. I think, I think with Reeves, you know, he's in a scrum. It's kind of still a scumbag move, but uh, it was a horrific act. It was a horrific act of violence, as the New York Rangers would like to say. Correct. Yeah. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right. So we know what Max' stance is on Vegas having a chance to come back. Nick, what do you think? I absolutely think they have a chance to come back. I'm gonna. Who did I end up picking? Did I end up picking these guys for this one? You picked Vegas, yes. That's right. Yeah. I think they get it done in seven. I just there's just something about this team. I think they'll they'll figure it out and get it together. And hmm. um it's gonna be a fun series to watch though. Have you seen that NBC's been calling this one like the battle of the best? Like I the see. two 
kind of dumb. I, I, I really don't like that. That's like a kindergartner coming up with that. Right. <laughs> the battle um, of good hockey teams. Like here's what I will ask you. Assuming Flurry starts, you guys taking money line game two Vegas. Do you think they bounce back? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. I'll ride with that. And take Vegas to win the series, everybody, if you're listening. Plus yeah, 350. Do it right now before they play again. That's a fat price. I like that. Uh, Nick, I think you have a final word before we get rolling out of here. That's really pretty much covers all the uh, round two series. I do. Have you not heard? It was my understanding that everyone had heard uh, that these picks were brought to you by the Maryland Mortgage Wiz. Are you planning on buying your first home this year? Get pre-approved and explore all your financing options with Dave, the Mortgage Wiz. Interest rates are at historic lows and down payment assistance programs are available. Stop running and put your money in a place that you can call home. Follow Dave on Instagram at Maryland underscore mortgage underscore whiz for more information. Dave is licensed in Maryland, Delaware, and Florida. Equal housing lender NMLS number 3094. Leading goal scorer and point scorer on the empty Betty's empty betters roller hockey team who by the way is absolutely yeah jersey looks nice uh i finally actually shipped those to you guys so <laughs> thank you that. much appreciated <laughs> yeah um the eb boys are rolling right now i think we've won five straight five and one on the nice. year. third place in the division so i would strongly encourage i and don't quote me on this i need to double check this but i believe fans are now back allowed into the rink so I'm my understanding, I'm still a rookie on the team, is that things used to get pretty rowdy uh, at these games sometimes. You know, you bring a couple buddies and crack a couple beers or something. But I would strongly encourage that once that is fully confirmed, we can get some fans out to, uh, to the games. That's awesome. Hey, speaking of which, I do have one real quick kind of funny story for my beer league that I'll yes. throw in to close out this episode. All for it. Uh, so we didn't have a game this past weekend, which was good because uh, I I suffered a little bit of a, a back strain. I needed an extra week to recover. So, yeah, um, a.k.a. I'm badly out of shape. But <laughs> um, no, in, in the last game that we did play, which was almost two weeks ago now, um, some of our guys still don't have jerseys because we switched colors, which I think I mentioned at one point. But um, our team captain hasn't been able to be at the first couple of games. And so myself, as well as a few others, don't have jerseys and we're just wearing something close to what we wear. But we wear gray, so it's kind of hard. Not everybody has a gray jersey. Like I've been wearing white. But this other kid, he only had a black jersey. So he's like, I guess I'm going to wear black. But the other team was like blue. And so we get out there and the ref drops the puck. And for some reason, we only had one ref too. And, and we were like, okay, this is weird. Normally we have two. This poor guy, he drops the puck and not 30 seconds in, he, he like blows it dead. And he's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And everybody's like, what? Like, what, what's the whistle for? Like, everybody's looking around. Nobody knows what the hell's going on. And he motions like the too many men on the ice thing. And everybody's like, for which team? And he's like, dark. And we're like, who? And he's like, this guy. And he's pointing at the guy on our team who's wearing the black jersey. And he's like, too many men on the ice. There were only 10 skaters on the ice total. But I guess he saw who was our guy wearing a darker jersey and called them for too many men. And so, like, we end up getting a power play out of this and scoring a goal. And the other team wouldn't, <laughs> wouldn't, wouldn't like, let the ref hear the end of it. Holy he's shit. like, so bro. Funny. 
there were 10 skaters on the ice no neither team had oh my god mad. and we we tried explaining it to him too like we even our team was like yeah dude like there's that was not too many men yeah. and i guess he was just too like prideful to go back on what he said at that point but uh he did make our guy like go put a different jersey on after okay. that that's so funny. funny but yeah it was just a weird weird thing i've never seen before where there's literally factually the right amount of guys on the ice and that somebody gets too many men called he probably just got confused like he probably yeah. i don't know <laughs> i mean <laughs> i feel for him a little bit but yeah it was ridiculous we ended up winning that game by one goal too that's weird i didn't know they got the refs from the caps and bruins series to ref your <laughs> beer league that is crazy i know speaking of uniforms and just like in general so uh one of the big things in this roller hockey league is like teams get customized pants and for those of the listeners who don't know what like when you wear roller hockey gear it, you wear a pair of long pants it's not like shorts and socks were in ice so you can kind of get funky with it and you know some teams you know i think there's one team's called like the fire or some you know stupid elementary shit like that and they just like put flames up the side which just looks awesome just team name kind of sucks in my opinion but uh for us i would like to hear ideas as to what the eb crew should put on their pants dollar signs like, baby look Do- i was thinking like purple and yellow dollar signs down like the down the side it would look so fresh that sounds tight yeah, so something that we'll have to look into. If there's any fans out there who have any good ideas, let us know. But uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, we really appreciate everybody who bought summer merch from the yes. drop. That was a big hit. Uh, seems like you guys really like the uh, Miami Vice edition stuff. So that's been a, a, a big hit for us. So we appreciate the support. And if you haven't seen that stuff already, then you can go onto our store and see the new summer line at the top of the shop. Uh, you can go to emptybetters.com and then click on shop and it'll take you right there. Or you can go on any of our social profiles and the link tree will uh, help you get there. So, yeah, guys, it's June 1st. Uh, the summer is officially here. I know you guys want to rock all that sweet ass merch on the beach all summer long. So yeah. go grab some. And don't be left out because that stuff's not going to be up there forever. So there's still availability. So get it while you can. That's right. All right, everybody. Well, we appreciate the support. Uh, Good luck with your round two betting. We'll be on the Twitter. Mac hit a huge plus 640 parlay last night, so we appreciate his uh, his support. And without further ado, class dismissed. Class dismissed.